This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, we uh, we know Damian Lillard because, well, he played here for so long. And we know he's an honest man, generally speaking. Yes. I think he was as upfront a star as you could have in, in, in the NBA. Tell you what he can. He sat down with Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated for an interview. And boy, I tell you, these quotes are something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they mean anything, but it does... Gives you a glimpse inside. It does let us know how he's feeling. Yeah, because it, it's it, not that great. No, and and look, it's not been terrible. They're thirty eight and twenty one, uh, like a game and a half out of the second place in in the East. But it has not. They fired a coach, and you know that there was a you know Lillard is is not having a by his standards a great year by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, it's 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 been a little bumpy. Yeah, the Bucks are weird uh, because they're just. I've never seen a team so good be this. Um, I mean, they're not really dysfunctional, but there sure seems to be some dysfunction. Like they're they're, they're just complaining. Like yeah. everybody's complaining. Even the new coach is complaining. Yep. And I've never, you know, that's it's just weird. But I guess it doesn't truly matter. They're winning, and they're they're actually getting it together since the All Star break. So we'll give them time. They still have time. So here are some of the quotes. Sports Illustrated asks, "How would you sum up the last five months?" Damian Lillard. It's been a real transition. Being in the same situation for 11 years, deciding to move on from that, wanting a chance to win, and then coming here playing for a first-time coach, and him uh, being new to the team. So it isn't like I came to Milwaukee and everything was already established. It was a completely new staff. Obviously, trying to figure out me pairing with Giannis and being a part of this team, it's a process, and I think that's been an adjustment for both of us. He's used to playing a certain way. I'm used to playing a certain way, and I think we've had moments. I just think it's still a work in progress. He said, how about personally? Or the question was, how about personally? He said, being away from my kids is tough. In Portland, my life was set up. My mom was down the street. My brother was the other way down the street. My sister was down the street. My kids in school. Just my whole life was set up perfectly right there. It was a great situation. So just leaving that behind alone is a lot. And then you add the basketball side to it, and it is what it is. I don't want to overstate it, but it sounds like you're kind of lonely. Lillard said, it's definitely lonely because I'm such a family guy. My life is my family. After games, I would come out. My whole family would be back there. My kids coming out of the playroom. My mom, my brother, my cousin uh, live there. You know what I mean? My best friends live in Portland. So I would come out. We would go to dinner. They might come to my house. After practice, I might go to my mom's house and just chill. That's how my life was. So, I mean, I'm fine because I'm grown, but it's definitely lonely. I'm filled up by those people. Yeah. So then he says, so what's your life like in Milwaukee? And he said, well, just hitting those butter hogs, bro. <laughs> I don't think that's He's going to go get him one of those Milwaukee butter hogs. Well, maybe he should. No, that's not what he said. He said, bro, 
go to practice, go home, watch boxing, and play video games. Yeah. Man, I type in a boxing website, Fight Hype, on YouTube 100 times and be praying for something new to be on there. Seriously, I don't have much of a life. But that's what comes with making a big boy decision. you got to be down for that and figure it out. Yeah. Then they ask, I saw you back in October, your preseason debut against the Lakers, and you were really excited. Did you think this team was going to hit the ground running? He said, well, I thought he was. I thought we were going to be how Boston is right now, but I think what I've learned is that some things take time, especially stuff that has reward in the end. You can't come into it and think that it's just going to be all peaches and cream. We've had our ups and downs. We've had a coaching change. I've... I haven't completely settled into finding who I am on this team, and that's kind of a tough thing. I think any star who's been traded deals with it. Now that I look back on it, I would imagine LeBron James probably felt how I felt when he went to Miami. Not with who he is. I'm sure he knew who he was, but who am I, who am I within this team, and how does it look? Yeah, even LeBron, who arguably the greatest player of all time and went to Miami with two other stars, and one of those stars had already been had been there, you know, they didn't win anything that first year. You know, it took them a little bit to to kind of figure that out. And, you know, for, for all the, the, you know, the not one, not two, I mean, they won a couple down there, but, you know, it's not act like he went down to Miami and it was just a seamless transition and they won every year. So I, I think, I just think people undervalue comfort. And I, I can't, you know, I can't to relate to many things about being Damian Lillard. Um, but I do remember that when I was trying to make the NFL, like I was on a week to week contract. And so my family was back home and I stayed in like extended stay Americas. Like I, and, and like, it is true. Like you didn't know anyone in Denver. I didn't know anyone in Tampa and your whole life was indeed at least Dame as like a, probably a, a nice place to go back to. But I do remember waking up, going to practice being done with practice and then going back to my little room and being like, well, uh, yeah, and what I played video games, and you know, you you watched, you know, and, and this was before YouTube and all that stuff. So you just you you wa I watched a lot of movies, and like you, you would literally try to find things to occupy your time, and and you would think that oh, I'll just focus in on basketball, or I'll just focus in on football, and that's my whole job. But that is, it's almost impossible to do because you just get burnt out, and it does. It, it becomes real lonely, and and you twiddle your thumbs, and when you're not happy away from from the court of the field, it's going to affect you on. Yeah, he said, he went on to say, the Terry Stotts leaving hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Because that was kind of his guy to get, get the terminology, and he just, he said that kind of set him back in terms of learning everything. Yeah. And then he also said that, you know, when you have a relationship, they, he was asking about his relationship with Giannis, and he was like, well, you know, I had a relationship with CJ in Portland and Nurkic, but it took time to blossom. Yeah. So he just... He's he's just we've always said this about Lillard. He's very emotionally mature, mm -hmm. and he admits that you know, look, it was his decision. It was a big boy decision, and now it's like it's a little rough, but we're fighting through it. And you know, that's honest. And I, he's also being honest about his relationship with Giannis. I think some people are making it out that it, you know there's a problem there, and there's something's not right. And well, yeah, there's it's just not perfect yet. Yeah, and it, and he's just saying we're still working on it, and you know. We're we're gonna try to blossom just like I did with my guys in Portland. I still contend that when they get their pick and roll figured out, that will be the most unstoppable duo in the NBA, and it's it's gonna happen. Which is why I said if if you had one of those teams that I'd say has a chance to to kind of hit the playoffs and and have everything click, I'm saying it's Milwaukee. One, the East is a much easier path to get through than than the West is, and I just that, that it, Milwaukee has a good roster. You just you would think that eventually. And then, you know, you can say what you will about Doc Rivers, but Doc's been around the block. 
you would assume that eventually Milwaukee will get this thing figured out. And when they do, they have they have all the pieces you need to be really damn good. And they've put together some good wins recently, right? They just took down the uh, what the Timberwolves. I know the Sixers, you know, aren't much, but um, you know they uh, who was the other one? They they beat the Timberwolves, and I think they got the Nuggets, if I'm not mistaken, too. So, I mean, it's it's there. It's, it's just like you said, it's 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 a work in progress. Yeah, he likens them to Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yeah, I can see that. He points out that they played together for six or seven years. Yeah. You know, and there were times when they struggled. And that's what Giannis and Lillard are going through. But he said they're both smart guys and they both want to win and they're both working on it. That's yeah. the that's the key. Yeah. Because a lot of times guys go the other way and they get resentful or Yeah, you, you get know. all pissy and moany, but yeah, yeah. Ne- neither one of those guys, as yeah. you like to call them, are little bitches. They're not. No, they're and both. And that's that's yeah. why I think that's a pretty good bet what you're saying there. Emotional intelligence. Whereas you But know, I wonder, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just look at like like you brought up emotional intelligence, and on the other side of things, when 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 Luca and and Kyrie have been clicking this year, it's ridiculously good. But who you want to bet on the emotional intelligence of Dame and Giannis, or the emotional intelligence of Luca and and Kyrie? Also, too, when you look at like ball usage rates, dude, there's like Luca is like number one in the NBA by far, and Kyrie can be this way too. I also think that when you are dependent, this is like the James Harden thing. When you have an offense or a team that's just built around putting the ball in one guy's hands, I think those guys can get worn out come playoff time. One, it's easier to stop because you can throw the kitchen sink at them over a seven-game series and actually devise a plan. And I think it's hard as you get into the playoffs. If it is on your shoulders, game in and game out, guys wear down when you're having to do it every other night. Or, you know, I know in the NBA sometimes you get a couple days off, but you get into a rhythm there uh, where you're playing every other night or, 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 you know, an equivalent to that, and you're being asked to to carry the load for 40 minutes a night, and you have the ball in your hands 75, 85% of the time. I, I just think that's I think that's a lot to ask over round after round after round, whereas a team that plays more of a team-style ball moves it around. That's why I, I love Jokic so much is he doesn't have to be – he doesn't have to score 40 to dominate his his game. He can be a guy that's a distributor, and it doesn't have to go through him every single time, and he can still impact the game. And I don't think he wears down like like some of the other guys, like I said, a, a, a Luka or a, or a Harden who – Again, when you look at usage rate, it's just it's it's off the charts with them most of year. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, you'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
interesting thought from the the Vancouver Ford text line here. And I know we, we brought this up when Dane made his comments coming back to Portland about kind of what he missed and everything. It says if you're a Bucks fan, you have to start getting really disenchanted knowing that Giannis has signed up for uh, the long term, but your other star is clearly not in love with the situation. How 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 do you think management is feeling about this right now? Does, does this feel rectifiable? Well, like it's gonna like he's gonna get back on track where he's good with this? Well, I mean, isn't that why they? I mean, they they already had a coaching change that that might tell you how they feel. Yeah, a little bit right there. It's like, man, we got to do something. We got to bring in a veteran to get these guys on the same page. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, it's a good it's a good point. I I just you know the thing about Giannis and Lillard, they've played fifty games together. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were talking about Irving and uh, Kyrie and uh, um, Luca Doncic. You know how many games they've played together? How many? Forty six. Yeah, it's about the same. Yeah, and oh. they look infinitely better together. Yeah. Than Lillard and Giannis. Oh, go! They've had it. They had last season and into the off season, and so maybe there was some of that too. You know, maybe. But again, know. same number of actually yeah, fewer games. Fewer they've, games. They've played together. Yeah. I just wonder how Lillard would would feel if he went to Miami. He wanted to go to Miami. Wanted to go to Miami. Milwaukee, I'm sure, is pretty boring. He was he as was, he's pointed out. He was comfortable there, and uh, I don't think I'm speaking at a turn. Um, oh, how do we put it? I think Uh-oh. I think Dame had a life in Miami. How about that? Yeah, right. I, I think he ha- he had a. He doesn't have one in Milwaukee. No, he does not. That. I don't think many NBA players do. But <laughs> Giannis does, right? Doesn't isn't Giannis? Yeah, yeah, doesn't he love it there? Like he shows up to restaurants. Yeah, supposedly, he and he's got he's got his gal and all nobody that. Nobody bothers him. It's Milwaukee. They're all like, hey, what's yeah, up, man? yeah. He's a different guy, but I, you know, NBA guys often have a second or a third city that is kind of their secondary home, and um. You know, you've got you've got regular restaurants that you go to, and you spend time there in the off season, and maybe there's some uh, got some, some hoes in other area codes. Yeah, there's some ladies. You got some guys, and you know, and, and Wait, there's some guys. Well, some guys to hang out with. You you can't have just Whoa. the hoes. You got to have the boys too. You know, it's the whole thing. Didn't know that about Lillard. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've 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 heard that you know he was quite comfortable in Miami, which is one of the reasons why he wanted to go there. Yeah, it'd just be interesting to hear what he would be saying. Yeah, if it was Miami, if he were in Miami, yeah, and how he would fit if he were in Miami. Well, he certainly he did everything he could to get there, and you know he didn't. He mm. landed in Milwaukee. Very interesting scenario in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Kim videos are trickling out. Uh, we'll get to that next on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 